welcome everyone to another exciting and gorgeous uh, session on our ongoing series, Onen Be It. And today we are joined by the incredible and fascinating individual, Rashmi Das. Uh, Rashmi is a historian. And before even we go into, you know, dive deeper into what she is and what the incredible amount of work she does, let me say this on record, that she is one person who's humble to the core and doesn't like talking about herself. So it's a real privilege for us to get Rashmi on camera to sit down and talk to us about her, not just about the work that she does, but about her. She's a traveler at heart. She loves nature. She lives by the principles of Bhagavad Gita. She is a true social worker from heart. And she is somebody who exceptionally loves history as a subject and she thinks every individual is a piece of story am i right in that Rashmi? thank you thank you so much Tapitri. yeah truly and you're thank also a teacher she's also a teacher and you're completing your phd yeah i'm pursuing my phd yeah. uh, but uh, you know unfortunately my phd just it is uh, now struggling like every human being because of pandemic you know but yes, I am pretty good with it. Uh, I'm working and I hope that my PhD will bring some result on history pedagogy, you know. So. Yes, yes. I'm pretty Thank sure you. it will. I'm pretty sure it will. So welcome, Rashmi, to our ongoing series, Own and Be It. This is a series dedicated to individuals, incredible individuals, for the space they own, for who they are, and for uh, them to have created this niche, you know, out of all the things that we see and for them to have this little space of impact that they are making in the world um, through the work they do, through the kind of people they are, through the individuals that they are. And uh, when I saw your video on YouTube on teaching history, I wrote to you, I said, you know, I wish I had a history teacher like you uh, to make this subject so interesting because when I started history back in school, it was very dry. It was like, you know, okay, this happened and this happened happened and it was to me it seemed like I had to learn things like why somebody did something and I, I think that the, the disconnect for me was why would I want to know what someone else has do, uh, done right because I'm not interested yeah, you know I, it's too much it's too much to remember what happened in 1940s and 1950s and you know in 1920s and that connection that what happened then is a result of what we are today or what I am today. That connection never happened in, during the time that I was studying it as a subject. So my first question to you would be, uh, what made you choose history and uh, why history? Okay, it's a very good question, Tapashri. But uh, uh, before talking about history, you know, I would like to just narrate one story of my own life what motivated sure. me to get into history. Like you, uh, you know, I never took interest in history <laughs> till <laughs> class 12 because uh, history was very dry. Uh, I uh, didn't get a good teacher, you can say. And, you know, every time I would question, why do people read history? Mm. What is that in history? Mm. Okay, I'm just uh, cramming so many facts. I'm just reproducing in the examination, you know. And really, uh, I, I just wanted that subject to be eliminated from the mm. entire curriculum, you know, till class 12. But uh, when I landed in class 12, I remember I, I took history. 
I took history and my teacher was, um, I would like to take her name, Reena Chakraborty. Uh, mm-hmm. she, she was uh, teaching history. So when I saw her um, the very first day, uh, I, I, would, I would remember my mother because I lost mm-hmm. my mother when I was in class seven. So mm-hmm. I had a, you know, traumatic childhood. Uh, so when I saw uh, Mrs. Reena, Somehow, I would relate my mother with her personality. Mm. Mm. And uh, I, I just remember vividly whenever she would enter to the classroom, I would just keep thinking that my mother was like this, her height was like this. And, and you know, while seeing Mrs. Rina, uh, I, I would always bring my mother to my mind. Mm. So that was the first moment uh, when I saw that past has some connection to the present you know mm, and mm. the memory of the past uh, it, it, it's like a soothing experience for mm, me mm. so that was the first instance you know history mm. touched me and i i probably unconsciously i started thinking that there was a continuous dialogue between past and present you know yeah, yeah. so and now of course i i kept reading history but then in class 12 also my approach was totally examination oriented mm. and after class 12 i got into english literature you know mm. so yeah. my father put me in english literature and i found that uh, in my uh, curriculum there was a paper uh, history of english literature yeah. So, so you know, uh, I I got surprised. I started thinking here also history is there, yeah. and I'm reading literature. But um, the book says history of English literature. Then in classroom, you know, uh, my teacher would say, uh, "You history influenced people to write in a particular way and see how poets they wrote. They got influenced by their uh, periods. So basically, I saw again the connection of history mm. and uh, during that period uh, I, I I used to get frequent fever you know mm. uh, I was staying in hostel so whenever I would go to the doctor the doctor would say do you have any medical history do you have <laughs> any medical history and if you have any history then please tell me so again I, I started thinking oh history is connected to my own life you know yeah. So gradually it was a process, Tapashri. I, I fell yeah. into love. I I then shifted to Delhi. I thought let history be my main optional when I'm going mm. to appear for civil services because I wanted to be a, a civil servant. Mm. So I took history um, in my PG and uh, I, I while reading history, then I thought it's a beautiful subject. It's a subject which pushes you to uh, investigate things. It, it just makes you curious to know with proper evidence, you mm. know. But then uh, if, you, if you go to any school and if you ask people, they would be saying that history has no value, no market value. Yes. It's a dead subject. Mm. It's a sleeping pill. Mm. So mm. such, such uh, you know, words you would be finding. So that, that again uh, inspired me to take history as a main main subject and then instead of taking history in uh, MPhil and PhD as a main subject I just integrated education with uh, history, history so that I would be investigating why the problem is there 
then uh, history is related to our own life and what i am my identity is associated to history then why why such perceptions are there in our society so it just uh, <clears throat> forced me to think in that way and i integrated education and history and finally i landed into uh, you know bed med and for now history pedagogy in my uh, phd that's a so, wonderful journey like you know like how because and so i think what you put in and what you bring into the table has got this maximum amount of you know your own understanding of the subject and that's how you make it your own which is why you know it's very hard to find teachers like you it's like you you come you make this niche you know which is which is what we are all about it's about finding individuals like you who create the niche from something that everybody sees you know like yes. i have seen this problem when i was yes. studying but yes. it never occurred to me need to do something about it right but it's like how you connect um so tell me like i know that when we agreed to do this um, you know session and none of us neither you nor i were kind of uh, we had anticipated that we would end up in a week which is historically absolutely significant for all of us all around the world and look at the you know state of affairs today it's one of the most significant you know time in the world that like we are seeing a transition um historical transition and i know that this statement is quite often used that history repeats itself right uh, now from your understanding and how do you see it does history repeat itself and um, as human beings where do we you know how do we because i know you said that we carry a part of history um so what is in your opinion like how does history repeat so does history repeat itself through us or what is it like why is it such a common phrase used so commonly that history repeats itself um yeah it's a very popular phrase that history repeats itself but i don't think personally apache because i feel that you know uh, every every period has its own challenges and achievements you know and uh, because causes are different maybe we have some similarity so uh, we we just seeing that similarity we just uh, comprehend the present and then you prepare for your future Mm. so basically when we talk about history repeats itself i think it is uh, more more um, it is more of a, a colloquial term you can say than mm. uh, a disciplinary than really yeah, than, yeah. Mm. so i feel that uh, for me especially i think that every period is having some different different challenges mm. and i i don't think that history repeats itself yes definitely you need to see the pattern that what happened mm. um in particular year or when you look back you see some similar pattern and mm. if you are having that similar pattern right now you mm. can uh, have a correlation and then you can predict something or you can mm. prepare yourself mm. but then exactly you just cannot replicate that mm. particular moment right now because that moment had some different factors and now you are having different factors so exactly 100% you cannot take but yes to a fair degree you can or correlate the relations bring, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the patterns yeah. so so in your in your opinion like when you teach history today so you teach students you know and they come in so um 
you take them on from a certain class right so you teach history to to uh, uh, to a higher higher secondary right not in the secondary yeah, yeah. higher secondary right. and in the higher secondary when people come in they obviously have had some background to history and uh, uh, dates are kind of confusing they do not see you know like 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 me for example i can really like relate to my school life and i was like i don't know battle of panipat how is it going to affect me you know and i don't even remember the year you know it's sad but <laughs> but something that you know you find it very hard to memorize the years and all so what is your tip uh, to people you know when they come in because i i know that these years are significant right and how how does this play out and what are your tips and tricks that you give to students for them to be able to remember this and work through it um see uh, first thing is that uh, for a teacher i would like to speak something on behalf of teacher and then yeah. i would yeah. be coming sure. to children so for teachers whenever they are landing into this um, field first they should go through the objectives you know so what are the objectives they are going to fulfill in these two years mm. so first i read the vision document that uh, what exactly the document is saying what do i need to talk at higher secondary level so when i know that in higher secondary level uh, today uh, especially they uh, these young um, young learners they are supposed to think like a real historian you know mm. so uh, the document is saying that they should be trained in such a way so that uh, at the end of the uh, secondary senior secondary uh, they 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 should think like a historian they should take up history as a career or whenever they are seeing they should see um, an event uh, or process through evidence proper evidence so basically i first being a teacher i read all those uh, objectives then i plan my own curricular you know strategies that how am i going to speak because it depends that uh where are you going to uh, interact whether hmm. you are going to interact in delhi or maybe my strategy would be different if i fly to different parts of india hmm. because their challenges are different you know hmm. so here when children are exposed to um, uh, various factors and they are seeing a uh, a uh, great greater level of change every day so it's easier for me to bring ict tools it's easier for me to quote any research uh, modern research or or any research paper i can give them and i can tell this is how you need to write uh, uh, your uh, review of related literature or mm-hmm. whenever you are investigating you should uh, read like a historian mm-hmm. you should search evidence but then yes capacity uh, i just don't see history Uh, in in textbook and books i, mm. I just don't mm. find that mm. so what i do basically with my children i just train them to see history around their life mm. you know mm. i tell them to search family history mm. i just tell them to find answers that why they have certain objects at their mm. homes mm. okay what is the reason who who brought that object okay mm. uh why do they think that uh, why do they think that we are like this why india is a developing country why not it is a developed country why us is a developed country so basically i i talk much i talk history i talk history and i feel that 
history habits are very important you know mm. when you are uh, teaching about history it may not it may not be uh, of course it may not be fits to that desire of getting good marks in uh, examination but of course i i give much uh, emphasis to learning part that whether mm. the child is appreciate, appreciating history mm. and when i talk to my children you know i always bring my childhood that when i didn't mm. get a good teacher yeah. and i would yeah. feel that why i am cramming all such facts yeah. so i discourage them at higher secondary level i discourage them not to cram rather to think rather yeah. to investigate with proper evidences mm. and when it comes to evidence analysis uh, analysis you know i just don't take them to an archive at first go first i would i would take any any evidence like maybe my own passport in the classroom mm. or or any any document original document which they feel it is an original document mm. and they i just take a talk i i just engage them into the talk that why do you think that it's an original document what is its importance you know how do historians see this document so this is how just i try to relate them uh, with history and i mm. see that how we all are part of history we are the products of history mm. and history has created this identity what we are uh, today mm. most importantly three things i would like to say which i always uh, tell to my fellow colleagues and uh, children that history is a subject you know which gives you hope always because mm. mm. if you see tapashri if you read the history textbooks and we have a rich history in india especially yes. indian history yes. and uh, we we start with prehistory so mm. if you go to madhya pradesh if you see the that vimbetka caves then you know you will see that how the uh, prehistoric life was mm. so from that prehistoric lifestyle today when we are planning for space tourism don't yeah. you think the that the trajectory evolution yeah. and and and, <clears throat> and it gives you a hope you know yes so i i keep saying so if you could come to this point then please whatever problems you are having in your life don't think that you yeah. <laughs> you yeah. should you should move on so yes. i i feel that history has therapeutic value and mm. uh, it it really it influences your personality also so i say history is hope then yes if you are thinking that you are struggling something or uh, uh, you are saying that i have so many challenges i have so many problems in life then take history as a solution also you don't need to go to a counselor you know yeah. you just see that uh, empires they came they they also after the point you know they uh, they performed well uh, you just started saying that a particular empire you know contributed this much to india then uh, it had a a uh, great uh, contribution to administration economy uh, and and so on and so forth mm. but then i say uh, you you see whenever they found any problem like uh, i would like to quote vijayanagar empire if mm. you if you go to south mm. and you if you see present day hampi mm. then the vijayanagar empire uh, of course it was connected to a drier part if you see the geography but then the way they solved the problem water crisis you know mm. so i i just see that the way your past saw solution now also whenever you see any kind of problem you can search solution so yeah. history is giving you 
Oh, history is talking about solution and most important thing is that when we are living in a period of, uh, you know that uh, we have positives, but simultaneously so many negatives, negatives are there and we keep talking about that. Sometimes we criticize also why such things are existing. Mm. So in that way, how are you going to place yourself in this transitional period or mm. in this globalized world? So that mm. is very important. So especially I tell my children, you know, living in a secular country and when you are having a rich history, it should give you the skill of assimilation. So whenever you are going, you should be so flexible if you know your history that the way your past assimilated everything, you should assimilate it in the culture. So mm -hmm. in that way, where when people 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 uh, interaction would be there, I feel so many problems would be solved, and that is mm. the main objective of history. I think mm. for me, getting marks in examination is secondary. But yes, how you are applying uh, the skills in your own life and how you are bringing a positive outcome that is more important. So um, if again I am coming to my teaching strategies, whenever I teach. Whenever I plan something related to a lesson, no doubt, the, of course, I am handling the lesson as per the curriculum. Yeah. But of course, my, uh, my aim is to make them a proper, proper human being so that they would be having history habits. And, and you know, at the end of the day, when I uh, keep hearing from my students, then they have stopped forwarding messages without yeah. checking the original checking source. The time, yeah. Really, yeah. really, it brings a great joy to me. Yeah. So I feel being a teacher, that is that is my reward at the end of the day. No, that's true. And it's and it's an incredible change that you're bringing in, you know, through your students. And, you know, I know that you know, I saw you sent me a few videos and they were amazingly how they were putting, you know, the present day problems to that of like history and how they were associating that's that's quite a nice and innovative approach of teaching and even to get to this subject now with history and now you know the world is sort of we are moving very close to hybrid qualifications yeah. you yourself are like a historian as well as you know you're bringing it into education and your phd focuses a lot with history with education so wherever the people go, you know, they take this history as a habit, as you as you rightly pointed out, and you are making bringing in that change. So uh, the history is not only about the human history, the mankind, the civilization. There is history to everything. Like, you know, you yourself mentioned, like when you went to study literature, it was like history of uh, English literature and history of all these different things. So um, what is that one? So wh whatever we talk about, we talk about this origin, right? And we bring everything back to the source. And, you know, everything is like, where did it all come from? You know, now I know that, you know, I've read this about you, that you also believe a firm believer in uh, Gandhi's talisman and Bhagavad Gita. That's, you know, <laughs> one of these, uh, these two things. So according to you today, there is, an, there is one aspect of you with the subject as a teacher. And there is another aspect of you as an individual, as a strong believer. So where do you see this origin and what is your definition of oneness? Yeah, again, uh, again, I would like to give this credit to my subject, you know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, basically, uh, when I started reading history, I started reading Gandhi, Mandela, uh, Nelson Mandela and of course Bhagavad Gita. 
I just I just saw that uh, you know everybody is talking about one thing that is the at the end of the day whether it was Gandhi Mandela or Bhagavad Gita would indicate about a positive energy you know mm. it would talk about a positive outcome mm. and yes but then we need to know what is positive mm-hmm. what is mm. positive here mm. so positive is again it's very subjective maybe mm. the definition of yeah. positive is different uh, than yours definition of positive mm. but then yes anything which is bringing a good state of mind which is taking me forward it is just connecting me with people with mm. uh, the kind of personality the kind of emotions i am having so i think that it is it is uh, a kind of positive outcome i'm connecting to people i'm talking i'm extending ideas i have that quality of acceptance you know mm. easily i can accept people i can trust people mm. so uh, see at the end of the day actually not my my subject taught me uh, uh, my subject you know introduced me with so many people like mm. uh, in the pages of textbooks i i talked with gandhi i talked yeah. with nehru i talked with people with Um, so many ideologies mm-hmm. but then my mind as as an individual it it just microscopically it landed into one thing that everybody is talking about a kind of one oneness that uh, we are meeting at one point mm-hmm. and that one point is uh, uh, our 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 own uh, our own thinking process about the world how the world will move forward how we are going to bring a change with our own uh, productivity productivity not in the case of economic productivity only but how your thinking process is giving uh, mm. you that productivity so i think that concept of oneness basically uh, as an individual also i would like to give credit to my subject because my subject is so vast mm. and my subject made me uh, look into people look into uh, um, events in such a way so that uh, i can say that uh, we are landing in one destination all of us whether mm. it is me gandhi mm. or mm. or bhagavad gita mm. so maybe because of that oneness which bhagavad gita is indicating or uh, or uh, gandhi gandhi ji is, is indicating or mandela is indicating probably my i'm matching with that ideology so mm. i'm also searching that oneness through my subject mm. no mm. i'm meeting people i'm bringing a change i'm trying to bring a change mm. and yes most importantly i may not be a great personality but then yes i feel that with the contribution of each individual yes. definitely we are going to uh, bring that oneness once i also yeah and i also feel like you know i i would disagree that you're not a great individual individual i think you you really are doing an incredible job and i've always felt that everybody is important you know like each and yes. every person is important i i yes. always feel that because i also know that in history like coming to this aspect of women in history the representation of women in history now the textbooks and um, the historical accounts of female fighters and females who were represent you know 
who fought for India's independence, uh, for an example, and who have shown incredible strength. Most people, including me, remember Jhansi Kirani, right? Yes, Ani yes, yes, yes. But we do not remember, yeah, Sarojini Naidu, for sure. And, you know, a few other, Kadambari Devi, the, the yes, first yes, Indian yes, medical yes. doctor yes. and stuff. But we don't know other uh, women. Uh, yes. you know and there are incredible amount of women who have changed yes. uh, the way you know history used you know they've changed history true, for true, women true. and we don't know so uh, is it like an underrepresentation in the textbooks or or is it an underrepresentation like in the society in general for women in history and the place of women in history what is your opinion uh, yes, the tapashri, both, both, both of them are the factors. Like, you know, whenever a historian is writing history, uh, it depends upon the historian that which fact he is selecting. Because mm. historians, they always they select facts, you know. Mm. So, uh, but yes, I would say that nowadays uh, we have taken the subaltern historiography very uh, seriously. And uh, people started thinking about common men, unsung heroes. In fact, yes. this year, government of India has come up with a list of persons who contributed mm. tremendously in freedom struggle, mm. uh, yeah. which may not be uh, shown in your textbooks, but of course yes. they have. Uh, they had uh, tremendous contribution in the freedom struggle. So yes, Tapashri uh, depends upon the choice of a historian. Second mm. thing is that yes. The kind of uh, background the historian is having because the historian is staying in a society probably where uh, women, they were uh, underrepresented mm. uh, uh, for a longer period of time. But uh, now this situation is changing and for that, we all, irrespective of our background, we need to work together. We need mm. to have more and more talks. Mm. That's why I told you probably that I don't rely much on textbook. Definitely, mm. definitely, I am going to uh, fulfill the desire of curricular expectations mm. given to me um, mm. as a teacher. But then simultaneously, I do a lot of talking. Mm. I do talk about local heroes, and in fact, it starts it starts from heroes of your own family. Yes. Who knows? Yes. You have yes. heroes around your life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we just need to appreciate each and everybody because this this present India. If you come to the identity of India, then the India was um, created by everybody. Few of them they are in the textbooks. Few of them they are unsung heroes all always. Mm -hmm. And yes, I am very hopeful that in uh, future those heroes are going to be part of textbooks. But then even if they are not the part. Mm, parts of textbooks then also taking it as a moral responsibility mm. if a teacher knows and uh, not only teacher parents if they know that uh, some person contributed in that area then of course we need to talk a lot we need to bring them back mm. from that uh, you know illusion or you can say oblivion Hmm. And oh, it's also I, relatable, right? It's also yes. relatable because if, if there is somebody you know in person or somebody in your extended family, then that is more relatable than somebody yes. in a textbook who yes. you would know, you would read about them through somebody yes. else's eyes. And, and yes, and, and, and this brings, you know, certain other habits. Like for that, you need to trust people, you need to mm. talk, you need to travel. Mm, okay, mm, you need to travel mm. a lot. You need to uh, you need to express uh, your desire to know a culture. 
Yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, you should be going uh, beyond your own culture, your own identity that I am the best or I mm. I, I possess the best of everything. Mm. So then only, you know, more and more people and you would be interacting, you would mm. be knowing. And uh, of course, it would be kind of, you know, if I come to research language, then of course, snowballing will happen. So yeah. from one yeah. person, yeah. I can. Yeah. That that's that, and that's probably what we need. Even in the even in the education system yes. that we are in, I think yes. that's exactly what we need. Because just studying textbooks is not going to you know prepare true. you for anything. It, it true, doesn't. True, true. Uh, but do you see like now since you're in a in a in a commanding position as a teacher, and you know, and uh, you know, on this change that, and I hear about it because I, I don't live in India permanently. Do you kind of know about? But I hear about these changes that the government is bringing in. You know, and and the way it's teaching history and the way it's reaching out to kids and adults what are what are the changes and what is the assistance that the government of india is bringing in into education see basically history will never be free of ideology you know <laughs> so every government every government will be having its own ideology and you just cannot say that history would be objective one day Mm-hmm. Of course, the degree of objectivity we can raise through scientific uh, investigation mm-hmm. with more and more sources, uh, the way you are looking into things. But mm-hmm. then, of course, there would be a uh, there would be the point of selection always. Mm-hmm. There would be the point of selection not from the point of view of historians, but also from the point of view of government. government. Yes. Like what yes. kind of narrative government wants you to study? Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> wants you to study. But yes, if I compared when I was student or the kind of history, then it was provided to me. And today, of course, the textbooks are uh, more rational. Textbooks, uh, they provide, you know, primary sources. They they provide primary sources to children so that they know that uh, original source or the source of information. Then, of course, uh, I am talking about higher secondary education. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, in uh, in uh, higher secondary education, uh, they are encouraged to see things again uh, like a practitioner. So earlier it was not happening. Hmm. Earlier, what was happening? It was a kind of you know chronological history that hmm. you would be reading that entire story. And today, uh, in higher secondary level, we have thematic history. So any any particular e- event has been taken and then various aspects related to that event, uh, um, those aspects have been studied by children. So basically, it's, it's very, you know, symbolic also, Tapashri, that life doesn't have a particular kind of flow, you know. Mm. Sometimes uh, you, you fix something for yourself and uh, when you start uh, working, uh, you you find that sometimes you get depressed, sometimes you get overjoyed. So that is probably life. And mm. with situation, you adjust yourself. So basically, uh, these textbooks, they are, they are very practical and they are connected to our life that you are seeing from the point of view of common men also, uh, you are seeing that particular event and from the point of view of uh, rulers or administrators, we are, you are seeing that particular event. So, uh, government of India, I think it is doing uh, a very good job nowadays by making it more rational. Hmm. Uh, than uh, previous what it used to be yes but then yes of course we should not think that previous uh, uh, books were also bad 
per se because you know uh, again i would say that every every government has its own priority mm-hmm. and and yes everything we should not give to government also so yeah. for that we need to have our own understanding you know teacher mm-hmm. uh, and uh, parents and mm-hmm. yes of course uh, when you are handling children uh, responsibility responsibility goes to teacher parents both mm. that how they mm. are also helping the child to see a historical event right mm. and uh, suppose they are watching a movie and while watching a movie historical movie or historical tale mm. so mm. okay the parent is suppose asking that what uh, what would be your position if you are given the same situation so mm. such talks you know mm. you need at home also so that that will make children more rational and they will be thinking uh, according to their own understanding so generating opinion is more important in history than giving them uh, an opinion yeah, from giving us. and that is that is quite interesting because you pointed out to this which is like uh, the opinion these days it's like we have millions of news sources right yes yes and you have gazillion opinions floating all around and not everything is researched well not everything yes. is evidenced yes and then you have a historical like a holistic history aspect that you're talking about which is based on evidence which is you know encouraging people to look for the origin to look for the source to credit the source and then to build their own understanding around you know what they find and have an informed opinion which is how opinion should be but yeah. we have but then you are competing in a world where information is free and uh, people just pick and choose whatever appeals to them yes and this this is the this is the role of history you know mm. a history student is trained to see uh, source first so mm. in an information world when your life is surrounded by yeah. you know social media and every day you are seeing that some hundred narratives are floating yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. and so which one to believe yes so basically you know when we say history is a dead subject brother nowadays history is very important you know yes yes so because because history student knows that uh, which is a uh, uh, which is an authentic information and which is to be discarded you know mm-hmm. so as you are saying that every day 100 narratives are coming and history student those who are trained to see things like mm-hmm. this they, mm-hmm. they they would not believe they would say mm-hmm. that yes i would go to archive i would see whether it is well researched or not and of course they are not going to believe in whatsapp version of history yes <laughs> no so i am i am i am just generating one opinion i am giving you or i am generating one opinion and i am floating in facebook and i am yes. saying that this is history no of course it is not history so uh, you have to have that disciplinary knowledge and mm. uh, you have to have methodological knowledge also yeah. uh, so history students basically nowadays they are really uh, they are having advantages when every day we are have handling such uh, a massive force of information and yeah. how to select so information selection at least history teaches them how to select it yes yes which is which is what was lacking when when i started the subject yes, i think i yeah i didn't know you know and that is something that i had to learn very late in life and because you know through my phd i had to learn you know that the evidence and the rest, and that's where it hits you oh no this is not right you know this is and then you kind of become skeptical of whatever you were doing before that <laughs> so uh, you know in fact in fact i say uh, tapashri suppose the present batch 
which is having higher secondary, you know, if they go for a PhD, I think they don't have to struggle the way we struggle, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. because they are reading everything. They are, they are reading about uh, uh, generation of hypothesis and how to test it, mm. how to collect evidence, how to use, uh, you know, pie chart and other statistical methods mm. to analyze mm. data, mm. how mm. to take uh, interview. Like I'm mm. saying, uh, when I teach partition, you know, mm. I always encourage them to record interview of any partition victim. Right. So, so first they are exposed to the theory that how oral evidence is part of uh, partition history. And then they are encouraged to record interviews. So they search, uh, of course, uh, now because of pandemic, we are just cut off from this practice. Right. But then uh, it is a, it is into my habit, teaching right. habit. Then they are, they are encouraged to go to partition victims. They would record interview. They would think, and then they will analyze. Okay, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they are exposed to a variety of sources, and I feel that their life would be much, much, much easier. easier. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because for us, it was like quite a struggle to, you know, basically find out what information is, right? Yes. What is yes. the right uh, source of information? And, and also, there is a, I don't know, I have found it online, especially with this rise of social media. People distort history, they love yes. their, you know, putting yes. their opinions on yes. what is uh, history and and that is a huge problem is that a problem when you uh when you see things because your way of looking at things would be different than you know than yes yes uh, yes that is a really that is that is actually a problem (laughs) you know when somebody is reading novel like i'm just telling you uh, one um, example that uh, one novel is there um on yagya sini written by pratibha ray if you know so she she has taken Yagnasini or Draupadi of hmm. Mahabharat hmm. and she hmm. has written uh, this novel. Hmm. So uh, Yagnasini is talking about herself that I did that I had to adjust with five husbands and all. Hmm. Uh, okay, yeah. she is narrating her um, story. So when uh, um, suppose when a layman is reading that novel, that uh, uh, the person is thinking that it is history. Exactly, Draupadi. Yeah. Yeah. thought like this yeah. but uh, but you know when i uh, i bring such text to my classroom i tell them that this is a recreation so how to see things how to identify sources you know so mm. then my my students they would say that um, uh, it seems that it's a feminist writing so i feel so good when they can turn they can bring yeah. such uh, jargons they are they are trained to see Yeah. So basically, it's a great problem. Tapashri, I also feel every day, you know, people, they, in fact, people, they keep messaging me. They, they would say that, you know, this happened in history. <laughs> and I would be saying, okay, okay, how, how, how do you know that uh, it happened in history? So they would be saying, you know, the other day I got 50 messages on that. So I read 50 messages and I analyzed and that, that is my opinion. So I say, oh, yes, yes, probably that is your opinion. But I believe only when I would go to National Archive or I will see any source, then only I can see whether it was right or wrong. But yes, I am nobody to say right and wrong. I will develop my own opinion based on whatever source. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And yes, every day you have to adjust with such messages and calls, you know. Messages, calls and the media. So you also yes. have the media, you know, floating yes. narratives around and you yes. don't know. And there are so many media channels, like, and yes. 
earlier on when when i was growing up news used to be people coming up straight with straight face just delivering the news ha ah, but says, uh, it's like it's like animated news you get yes animated <laughs> news and and publishing in that case also i am saying because uh, i'm i'm just uh, coming to my own personality suppose you are going to tell me about a person uh, for two two hours suppose you say even if you are my friend i'm not going to believe that unless and until i i experience that person mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so what i am today again mm-hmm. i i would say that the history has made me like this my mm. subject has mm. made me like this that how to see people how to interact i love people mm. that doesn't mean that i am going to believe them blindly yes yes, yes? so yes. i have a rational way of approaching to things mm. and uh, my personality when people I, i was just seeing that you know the other day when somebody told me that i am going to a counselor i am going to have um, a personality development course ah. <laughs> so i said oh you are going to enroll in a personal personality development course so she said yes i said rather you study history with me you don't need to go anywhere you know because history will shape you in such a way so that you would be quite adjusting to the environment you would be knowing things and of course uh, i i can say that what time today because of history so strongly i believe strongly mm. i believe history has great potential mm. like oh, buddhism again yeah. again i am thinking one example the oneness again mm. like bhagavad gita we quote it and you know mandela or gandhi i i would bring uh, this example of buddhism so when we read buddhism in textbook right mm. it has Now you know that how it went to japan how it is mm. uh, influencing other countries and especially southeast asian countries mm. within india if you see tapashri you know, then if you read the philosophy of buddhism it will make you a very balanced kind of personality mm. so mm. i i would say that you don't need to go to any counselor or uh, you know invest money on that or to have a course like personality development mm. if you see if you ha most important thing is that you need to internalize what you are reading yes. everything how yes. you are going to apply that knowledge that that is very important mm. so i think mm. everything is there and our culture is so rich that mm. if you understand our culture mm. then also your culture will make you a balanced person yes and that is very important because i remember you you saying to me like you know how uh, your name carries a bit of your you know history and you're the first one who's ever said that to me i mean yes, i've yes. never i've never even thought of it neither have i even you, ha, nobody has said that to me so i guess like me most people don't know you know that the, the even the name that the body carries in which you live <laughs> till you know your time on earth is is what is also a part of history and uh, and to understand it it's like a great you know it's kind of comforting the whole view like after you said that to me it was very comforting for me i'm like oh that's nice um, so thank you for that um uh, tell me this like which historical figure now you've studied history for way too long now you live breathe eat you know you your life yes. is entirely history, history. history yes yeah. so which is your favorite one person from history who you could go on a coffee date with so who would that person be living or dead whatever yeah of course it would be nelson mandela oh. uh, because uh, i i feel i i have so many personalities especially i would like to go back to my own family history you know yeah. like they uh, we had struggled i i have heard that my 
ancestors they traveled from up and they settled in odisha i am an odia so uh, this how they settled how they struggled i would like to see and have a chat with them but of course if situation um if if there is such situation and uh, you are asking about only one person then of course i would like to uh, sit with nelson mandela because you know uh, he is such a personality tapashri i feel that a person who dedicated his uh, 28 years of his life in jail the way he struggled for a newspaper reading for a, mm. for a kind of uh, better treatment that person of course and the kind of essence he showed of course mm. everybody we need to i think look into that character so mm. i feel um i i i would be having a great have a great I, i completely would like to join then <laughs> yes. but uh, that <laughs> would be amazing so so tell me like the pandemic has shifted all of us onto you know the screens so so the situation in india has also been worse with the lockdowns and schools basically going completely you know online so how has this interaction uh, changed for you uh, in teaching history and imparting the knowledge uh yeah of course it it has been a challenge but then uh, you know i'm a person when a challenge is there i just don't take it as a negative mm-hmm. uh, one rather i just see the other side of the challenge earlier what was happening uh, definitely in an um, offline mode i would see um, the person i would yeah. see the facial gesture and i would answer uh, that human touch was there Mm-hmm. and now i am interacting with my students through a screen uh, some of them they are just uh, they are uh, at that side without camera mm-hmm. and there's some somebody saying that they have uh, internet uh, you know That's disruption true. while mm-hmm. having class so in that case uh, yes uh, i feel that there is a challenge because the way suppose i am i'm talking about architecture So earlier, what I was doing, I would take them to the tour of entire school campus, and I would teach architecture. So probably this thing is not happening. But yes, uh, the other side of the story is that uh, uh, I can give them uh, ample time so that they can adjust, they can give their own view. Because sometimes few children, I I have seen in offline classes, they they are. shying away and they speak something you know say so mm. they don't want to speak uh, in public mm. but then they want to talk to you uh, at a private Personal, space yeah. so yeah. Uh, this is a positive thing about this online mode of teaching yes. uh, when the child is writing you uh, the child is taking time he is understanding he is texting you and you are sharing some materials the child is uh, not forced to see everything within that like 45 minutes mm. of period mm, mm. you know the child has his own pace and he is coming back uh, whenever he wants yeah so it's yeah. a it's a positive thing of online i think positive thing of online teaching on the so, teaching yes yeah. and and yes uh, we have no option see if the situation is given to you you have to come out with the best result mm. and that best mm. result is not again i would not say that whether they would be getting a very good result in board examination or not for me whether they are going to adjust with this situation with a uh, great smile yes, or yes. or they are going to complain with this situation yes. so that habit is very important yes so i think what i really love and this is i'm i'm, I'm something this is i've told you before as well i wish i had a teacher like you and i really love the fact that you are 
making a subject a habit because at this point like how history is your habit you know you live and breathe the subject yes. um i wish more and more people get into the depths of at least one subject so that you know it, then it becomes easier to i think because right now with so much so much around and happening all over it's you find people really lacking that depth in even one thing yes Yes. is that something that you have found as well while while you know while you teach and interact with so many people that it's all uh, in information is like it's floating so it's like more yes. superficial level yes. knowledge yes 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 because we are not going into the depth yes. and you know actually whatever you are doing whatever you are doing whether you, mm. in fact if you are uh, sipping coffee then mm. also you have to immerse yourself in mm. that act you mm. know so you have to go into the depth you have to internalize and yes you have to know that why you read that subject mm. but mm. is why why that subject in in you mm. and you are representing see that subject is not having a shape physical shape mm. like the way mm. you are having but then the subject is trying to connect with people through you mm. okay so uh, you have to learn that subject you have to accept and you have to carry that subject everywhere so mm. whenever yes it is right uh, tapashri that yes uh, we are in a superficial world and that will not go unless and until we mm, uh, reflect on that we mm. introspect mm. so introspection is the main key and again i would like to bring one example from bhagavad gita in this context mm-hmm. you know yeah like uh, in bhagavad gita when uh, the interaction is there between lord krishna and arjuna and uh, arjuna is asking that there are so many distractions you know yeah. so uh, lord krishna is saying that yes distractions are bound to happen huh? mm. they will come you cannot mm. avoid so there are two ways of uh, uh, avoiding those distractions so yes what is the what are those two ways uh, he saying the first one is you leave everything you just uh, you just leave this mundane world or have a life of celibate okay yes. celibacy and the second one is practice yes second one is practice so see uh, bhagavad gita if you coming to modern psychology tapashri when we talk about multiple intelligence when we talk about personality theories you know mm. you see that there is a strong connection between bhagavad gita the philosophy of bhagavad gita and modern psychology yes, you know yes. but then but then we learned we learned to modern psychology and uh, saying that bhagavad gita is something to be very uh, it's for it's it's different you know there is always this thing notion with spirituality i don't know why people are so afraid of it or they think yes. it is only yes. for people either you are above 60 after you have retired and something yes, that yes, is yes. when you go to bhagavad gita yes 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 <laughs> or or it is for people who wear like a you know saffron robe or white yes, robe yes 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 so so see i'm i'm not discarding modern uh, psychology but i say that uh, if, if you know that all literate people they know that psychology has strong connection to philosophy yes. and so without uh, without knowing philosophy probably you cannot understand psychology that i feel so yes. if i am a follower of modern psychology then simultaneously i am a follower of bhagavad gita also and i find that everything related to our human life everything smallest of our um, our 
thinking process, you know, it is connected to your own Upanishad, uh, your own Bhagavad Gita. I would like to bring the episode of, uh, again, uh, Upanishadic uh, story when the father is uh, talking to Nachiketa, Nachiketa mm -hmm. story, mm -hmm. and he is saying that I am giving you to death. So, mm -hmm. see, there in Upanishad also, uh, questions are from your life only. They are asking the simplest of questions, but then you we are neglecting that that dharohar. I would say that that yeah. heritage is being neglected by us, and we are just falling into a superficial world. So yeah. basically, we need to assimilate everything. Yeah. I, and also, I, like, what is when? No, you're right. You're very right, and you've rightly said this because right now you see this trend of law of attraction, you know, which is like so uh, misplaced and misused. And you go, and it's like it's something that it's simp It's been said years and years ago. It's like you pick and choose, you know, whatever fits you, and it's appealing. You know, you have millions of followers of law of attraction, and it's a secret. But you look at the texts; they have it in them. It's like a whole process of you know how your your outside is. A reflection of who you are from the inside and every single text says the same thing it's not yes. something new um, yes. but I think somewhere we just got derailed uh, and <laughs> I am glad like people like you individuals like you are coming forward now and you know taking it up in mainstream um, like Bhagavad Gita is not spoken in mainstream but now I think with the changing times more and more people are associating things you know uh, the modern terms with the ancient texts right and we need to think, uh, we need to think in prosperity, we need to bring uh, those skills to our own life. Yes. That, that will make difference. Thinking, actually, I feel that, uh, why we are uh, having such problems uh, when so many uh, pieces are coming together or we are in a globalized world, every day we are exposed to some new facts. So I think in that case, we need to activate our thinking skill. That, which is, I feel, very unique to human beings. So that thinking skill needs to be motivated every time and we need mm. to bring it back to our mm. own habit that we mm. should think, think, think and introspect whatever yes. we are given. And also something that you rightly said, Rashmi, it's like you got to become those, you know, you have to imbibe those qualities yes. that you really are learning something. You got to imbibe those learnings, become, you know, be the walking, talking uh, aspects of those learnings that, that yes, you yes, learn yes. from the books. Otherwise, it's no point. It's for just like reading, like how I read history. Yes. I mean, I, I got a mark. I don't even remember anything. And it's a shame that years later, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I was a product of history, but just that I just miss the board um so, so yeah yeah just one point see the, you are you are staying in a different city i am staying in a different city but at the end of the day probably our destination is that oneness again yes yeah. only thing is that you are having a different route i am having a different route. yeah yeah uh -huh. so we need to come to that point we need to see how, uh, where are we getting connected yeah. or where is that confluence that yeah, is with very you, important. yeah, that's very important. And with you, I know it's like saris and the travel. Of course, that's our point of connection for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's the oneness that we are uh, we are entering into. We're kind of going there, merging there very soon. So, tell me, history and travel definitely has a very uh, you know they are quite highly correlated. Yes. Um, so, what is your take on travel and history? So, uh, what what do you think about the two? 
ऑक्यूपाइट um in few years but then whatever i have read uh whenever i i have a trip i go i talk to people then i correlate what i mm. i read in my tech yeah. book and whether exactly it's happening or not mm. or even something is missing in my textbook i would i would always carry a diary you know yeah. because that also i read uh whenever we talk about indian history we just we keep keep saying that europeans whenever they uh, went they always documented things and yes. intense they lacked uh, their documenting yeah, yeah. skills so uh, i i would always carry one diary and i would uh, talk to people i would write about them and then yes in fact i feel like uh, exchanging my phone numbers or mail ids wherever uh, possible so um, i i talk i know history through travel also because yes. you know whatever i cannot read in one year i can if i go to five destinations in a year then i am knowing about five cultures yeah i am knowing i am knowing about people five cultures so if you put me in uh, tamil nadu then i would feel like dressing up like a tamilian uh, i i feel like dressing up like a typical bihari in bihar yeah. if you put me in bihar so yeah. uh, i i love such things and through that only i have learned so much history so yes. i i think that uh, history has a deeper connection to travel yeah. because uh, you know how that area came up how they adjusted how they uh, uh, how they created one culture uh their crafts their traditions yes. everything really they fascinate me yeah and also this i'll i'll tell you this very interesting thing i was in traveling to this tribal village in purulia in west bengal yes. and they have a very typical way of wearing sari they don't wear saris like you know like we uh-huh. like a normally uh-huh. know so they're very typical way of wearing sari so my first thought was why do they wear it like this you know why uh, so i sat down with one woman and she i was like why do you wear it like this and she, her answer was but this is exact how else do you wear a sari and i'm like but there are other ways of wearing a sari also and then it's it's easier and then i realized it's they while some of them might not know but some of them do know that it's easier to wear the kind yes. of work the field yes. work that they yes. do the things yes. they need to carry yes. then to carry these you know things over their head and walk from one village to the other and the, the way, way they dress it makes it easier for them to work and that is how they developed it and yes yes uh, rightly you are pointing that it the travel if you go to a place if you observe people see basically historians or history scholars they are by nature they are very good observants you know yes. they they observe things very minutely so if you observe them you you would find there is a reason for everything mm. like mm. the way you are dressing up the way you mm. are speaking there is a reason for everything mm. so basically when i go to uh, uh, such trips when i talk to people i i find that reason mm. but what makes them like the way they are mm. so that again uh, if you go 
open your textbook that textbook is saying that history is all about finding reasons why yeah. how mm. when what mm. but you know when we read history basically we just uh, uh, we just kept only what and when yeah. we never yeah. tried yeah. to yeah. see why why yeah. and how yeah. huh? so uh, no, i i feel that travel has strong connection and it it motivates you also yeah i i every every day i feel at the end of the day even if the day was not good or uh, or it was very good you know mm. i would say that uh, i have my subject in me and uh, it it is pushing me to move forward mm. uh, so uh, since my ancestors they started a life in cave you know mm. they they mm. were staying in caves they were cave dwellers and today uh, i am if i am staying in a very good house i am going to a five star hotel so that evolution you know it it really makes me uh, meaningful and every day i hold one purpose yes. to go uh, and it's a, it's a beautiful like gratitude line also that you follow you know like i'm you know so grateful for having been a part of that journey and standing here today to be able to feel it to be able to know it and to own it Yes, end. and uh, like uh, Tapashri, whenever we talk about like this political disturbance in India, especially uh, in in many forums, you must have observed that Kashmir is a big problem. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but then uh, if if you see through history, then Kashmir was never uh, having a composite culture. It was mm. always heterogeneous. You mm. know. so why kashmir is now today hmm. the way kashmir is there there is a historical reason to that hmm. and if we feel that kashmir should be having a composite culture then we are deviating from that entire process which gave kashmir this present identity rather rather uh, if i go through my historical understanding then when i see kashmir i i have deep respect towards the land i have this deep respect towards the entire process that how that assimilation took place how mm-hmm. people they came together they started living so my question is when they started living together why not we today yeah 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 exactly and that's a very valid question because today it is it's not about everybody can we cannot be the same you know we need right. to be we need to find that commonality right. we are different right. because we look right. different we are in different bodies you know we we do different yes. things but yes. but there is a commonality that binds us all which is which is the uh, thread of oneness you know which is yes. where we are all heading yes. to exactly. um, but then the bigger question is how many people really understand that <laughs> and which is why we need individuals like you and people just like you who are teaching it for and and you're teaching you're basically the change that you're making is also very important because you're making it to a mind which is not yet consumed you know into the mainstream um, like do this for a living and you just want to become another robot yes, you know in the yes and, uh, yes i i feel that my students you know my aim is uh, my aim is never to make them uh, rank holders in examination but my aim i always feel that my students whenever uh, they are going to the market or they they would be adults they should take history as a pacemaker peacemaker you know yeah. they they would see history as an instrument to bring peace to uh, the society yeah. so they they should know how to manage conflict how to 
how to reconcile something or how to uh, how to deal with the conflict so they yes. should know how to manage it yes. and through history i feel history can have a great role in that it's a greater impact because i you know like i i know that you know today when i look back i'm like okay if this person was here he also or she also did this you know and yes. there are times where they had different challenges group different era different challenges different to what we are seeing but challenges have always been there and then people have you know stood the test of time great yes, empires yes, were turned yes, into ruins yes. and again empires were built so i think you rightly said it gives you a lot of hope and it gives you that strength and the courage that you need uh, Mm. because you know that you're a product of those yes um, and you need to question every day if your ancestors they from ape dwelling uh, species to if they came up to this point uh, when they are talking about human rights when they are mm. talking about gender discrimination so if they could come to this point then definitely there is a great future lying ahead yeah so we should be very positive Yeah that's a very good note and it's it's a good reminder it's a good reminder to ourselves because there's a lot of people who are like well the world is ending i mean yeah we're completing a yoga of course and a lot of things are ending and we are getting into a good enlightened uh, space but we just can't enter it unless we really clean ourselves up and uh, take back true, charge true, to true. to to what we are so rashmi i know we have passed an hour and i would love to continue but i know that you know we can't really for two hours episode nobody can <laughs> even listen to it so i'll have to like cut it edit it out and uh, put it but any last thoughts that you have for today because it's a blue moon it's a lovely day it's a rakhi as well so happy rakhi to you and, and to you tapashri thank, thank you uh, i have only one thoughts. yes i have only one message that uh know your past comprehend your present and prepare for a future bring history to your life make it your habit don't Beautiful. see history in your textbook oh brilliant i mean I, i so wish you were like you know one of our like teaching me like i would probably love to know more about history and i'll tell you this very funny story i once met somebody who was doing a phd in history of communication oh and great. and i was i laughed i laughed because i was like what is history of communication huh what do you what do you do like how do you talk like what is it what is the history what is the history in communication so that is how ignorant i was and i have no shame in admitting that i really had no understanding that i was myself living uh, you know uh, a part of history yeah yeah tapashri you are very much right because whatever we do or whatever we observe every day you know if yeah. you pay attention then only you notice things you know yes because yeah. because you can't be the master of everything no but when you are paying attention then only you notice something and then you go deeper yeah. so that going going to that deeper is uh, something which makes you different from the crowd yeah and and that conscious living you know it seems it seems like very a nice phrase like live consciously every yes. day yes. but when you actually you know you realize that you don't like i've passed like 30 years of my life living completely unconsciously <laughs> so then you suddenly realize oh my but, god lost but in, like uh, but weekend. but in my case you know my subject is a great reminder yes. it's it's yes. my mother uh, it's my mother it's my father it's my friend it's my guide everything so my yes. my subject really uh yes um, i would say that uh, my subject what i am today because of my subject 
and yes, uh, I I was not a very good student. I was uh, an average student, but I can say that learning is much more about knowing yourself, adjusting with the environment, and yes, going beyond books mm. is the only key which mm. can give you that learning. Mm. Yeah, you know that's very rightly put because I'm sure there are a lot of parents today who really worry about the kids' marks. Like you know, oh, it's it's less. You know, it's like it's so low. I don't know what the future is. You got to be an engineer. You got to you got to score. And these days, people get marks like nine, like fever, like temperature, like ninety nine point something. <laughs> and you're like, what is this really happening? Right? <laughs> no idea. So it's it's kind of it's nice to see the change. You know, the uh, the education system, but it's also nice to see that people like you are holding on to you know what needs to be held on to not the books it's it's beyond <laughs> books as you rightly pointed out yes. and i wish i wish i paid like i said i lived unconsciously for the major part of my life but i guess <laughs> i'm working on it thank you very much rashmi for thank the time you. for your you. time today and i am um, really really impressed and it's you should talk more and you should talk more about yourself and i'm glad you agreed to do this chat and um, it was incredible it's a fascinating journey and i wish you more power more strength and i know we have plans to travel the country and by saris and before i let you go i want you to uh, tell the world uh, about your love for handlooms yeah see uh, when i i am a person i just i wear handlooms only now also i am wearing a handloom if you can see that yeah so uh, it's a tribute to uh, tribute to those persons who who created a beautiful culture so by by wearing uh, this piece of handloom uh, i feel that directly i may not touch uh, their life but you know indirectly i can contribute something to their livelihood and yes uh, my history has taught me that how culture traditions you know they are uh, they they are part of a culture and that culture uh, will be sustained only when uh, we are going to contribute something so i feel that in order to uh, in order to make uh, those crafts traditions alive i i i need to contribute i need to have my own share so that is that is the only say for beautiful that is so beautiful and i wish more and more people think like that i'm pretty sure if they didn't if they lived as unconsciously as i did when they watch you when they hear you i think they it's going to have an impact so thank you rashmi more power to you and i wish you all the very best for your phd and i know that you you have this deep desire to be the change and you are the change you know if nobody has told you i'm telling you you are the change we are the change we are, oh, we the, are change. the change okay let's change. put it like we are the change and you know yeah. if we don't do it who else will do it so it, it's our country we need to work together and uh, you know we are making the efforts and i think each and every effort counts as you rightly said um so we are all important so thank you very much for an inspiring sunday morning thank you <laughs> thank you dr shri thank you